Welcome to the Confident Athlete Podcast, a comprehensive guide to building champions headfirst. I'm your host, Callum McKinnon, owner of Rise Above Adversity Mental Performance Coaching and a former semi-professional athlete. In this game-changing podcast, we will unlock the secrets of the mental game in sports and the power that it holds over athletic performance. In each episode, we will explore key strategies, practical techniques, and effective tools to build resilience, foster unwavering confidence, and fine-tune your focus to perform when it matters the most. From diving deep into the elusive state of being in the zone to turning adversities into opportunities for growth. We will also have interactive challenges, Q&A sessions with coaches, athletes, and experts of the sports industry, as well as a unique guest athlete series where you get to understand on how the pros manage the mental game. But for this very first episode, I want to give you a bit of an insight into who I am as a mental performance coach, as well as who I was as an athlete and my career journey too, because I'm sure that there are parts that you can relate to and parts that will help you through future challenges. So let's start with my professional background. In fact, let's address the real elephant in the room. Who am I and why should you listen to me? Well, as I said, my name is Callum McKinnon, but many people know me as Coach Cow. After hitting rock bottom back in 2016, I had no other choice but to rebuild myself. So through this journey, I realized how important the mental game is, not just in sports, but in life. I enrolled in the Life Coaching College in 2017, and upon completing my studies there, I was employed with a men's health and wellness company, working with about 200 men through their own challenges over the course of about 18 months. As a former athlete and lover of all things sports, I wanted to help athletes bridge the gap between potential and performance. So after working through my degree of psychology in the field of sports, I started Rise Above Adversity in September of 2018. Now, over the last six years, I've researched meticulously into the elite mindsets of the greatest athletes in the world, and now I've worked with around 500 athletes, either individually or through workshops. Now, it has been a journey, but it has been so fulfilling to watch this baby grow, as well as having no choice but to continue my own personal growth through discomfort and challenges from a business standpoint. And now here I am embracing the challenge of podcasting. And do I expect this episode to be perfect? No. I understand like any skill, it takes time, effort, uh, learning and patience. But one thing I have promised myself is that we're going to have fun along the way. Now, the part that I'm really excited about and a little nervous about is sharing with you my journey in sports. So as, as early as four years old, I've been involved with some sort of sports club. Now, my mum and dad were state soccer and netball representatives. So playing sport is something they had my brothers and I into at a very early age. I started off following in my dad's footsteps and playing soccer for the Mowbray Vista Soccer Club. And by the time I was 10 years of age, I'd played a bit of football, cricket, and basketball as well. So I guess sport was a big part of my life very early. At the age of seven, I started playing basketball for my school. Now, this is when Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls became all the craze of the 90s. It seemed like everyone was playing and I just wanted to be a part of it. Now, like a lot of kids at the time, basketball became my sport of choice. And by the time I started to hit my early teenage years, I knew it was something that I would love to develop to a professional level. Now, the, at that age, it was just so much fun. And that is where the, uh, the love and the passion of the game developed for me. So my Saturdays were spent at St. Bernard's Recreation Center, now the Ark. Uh, I loved the game that much. I was coaching, refereeing to make a little bit of pocket money and playing as well. My parents realized quickly that I was taking this basketball thing pretty serious around the ages of 13 to 14, and after much deliberation, put me into the elite pathways at that time. 
Now, playing my first year of district, or some may not, as representative basketball here in Australia for the Norwood Flames, I played my first year in Division 5 and my second year in Division 4. I then went out to under-18 tryouts, and I think I was possibly looking at a Division 4 spot, but I decided to take the year off. Now, instead, I played a social grade of basketball that year. My then coach took me out to Torrens Valley Basketball Club, where I found a spot in the under-18 Division 1 team as a second year. Now, initially, this did wonders for my ego, but little did I know my ego was about to take some hits. Now, like any sport and anything in life, it came with its challenges, and rightly so. I mean, if it were easy to play elite-level sport, everyone would do it, right? So as much as I love the idea of competing against the best in the state, I didn't play much, and I developed the if-I-had. Now, I'm sure you've all met the if-I-had athletes before, right? If I had more court time, I'd be better. If I had more of a chance, I could get into more of a rhythm on the floor. If I had been in this team longer, I'd be looked after more. Basically, I blame everything and everyone around me for my attitude, my performance, and then my victim mentality. Moving along, I then went up and played under 20s as a Division II player. So I started to gain more belief in myself and my skill set at that level, which led to a little bit of exposure. Now, granted, Torrens Valley wasn't one of the foundational clubs here in South Australia. So Division II was their highest level in the under-20s comp. During that season, I was picked to play in the Reserve State League comp. Once again, it was their highest level for men's basketball at that club. The team was stacked with ex-National Basketball League players like me now Green, Dwayne Nelson, and my under-18s and under-20s coach, John Colbertson. So it felt like a bit of a star-struck privilege for me to be, even be sitting on the bench. As these guys slowly retired, I formed a good group of mates there and became quite comfortable. Now, I would say too comfortable, in fact, and played on and off for the next 10 years at Torrens Valley in the Reserves Comp. Now, looking back at it now, I say too comfortable because I feel like I settled to just be a good player at that level, and that fire and burning desire to do more with basketball slowly started to fizzle out. I became just a happy-go-lucky guy who just went with the flow and really didn't ask any questions or push for more. Throughout this part of my career, I had some of the best games and some of the worst. Sometimes I felt like the game loved me and sometimes I felt like it hated me. But little did I know, these were just the challenges, the highs and lows that every athlete must go through. At that level, everyone has a decent physical skill set. What separated the elite was how they handled each challenge from a mental perspective. Now, at this point in my journey, I had very much a fixed mindset. And this is how I describe it. I was a confidence player. When things were going well, I was very good. Uh, my focus was very much on end result, whether it was winning or losing, making or missing. This is how I would judge myself. I didn't want to let people down. I wanted everyone to like me, which means I didn't deal with mistakes or being criticized very well at all. I had a belief that some, play some players just had a natural ability and were destined for greatness, but that just wasn't me. I would constantly compare myself to others. I would idolize my opponents like it was an honor to play against the best instead of simply respecting them and focusing on my own strengths and abilities. I had a victim mentality. I didn't take responsibility for my own actions. Instead, I blamed the coach for limited minutes or not allowing me to get into a rhythm before pulling me out again. It was always someone else's fault. So here I am at the age of 28, feeling unfulfilled and empty of those dreams that I had for cre created for myself as a young kid who loved the game of basketball. And this is where life took a turn. Torrance Valley would merge with the Woodfield Warriors Basketball Club, a foundational club who had both a men's and women's state league side. I was immersed in a whole new culture surrounded by some great players and some great leaders at the club. And that really reignited that competitive fire within. 
I wanted to be the best athlete I could be and really challenge myself to see if I could play at the state league level. I went out and got myself a trainer with full intention of making it at a pro level for nobody else but myself. I had my nutrition, my workouts, my vision, and my mind locked in that year. And I was working out six days a week. I was learning different footwork, new techniques, and I was putting in repetition after repetition after repetition to the point where I wouldn't even have to think my body would just instinctually move a certain way. In turn, I had my very best season in reserves that year at my new club. I took away the team MVP and was top 10 in the league in scoring, which for me was a product of a mindset shift. The next year, I went out to my first preseason with a state league team and was fitter than I've ever been. The speed and the physicality of the game was at a whole entire other level. And on our last training, I was one of the last two guys to get cut. And I was devastated. And I tell you now, one of the hardest things that you'll ever have to do is get back in the gym and continue to put in the work when you feel like all is lost or you go through that spiraling feeling of self-doubt and feeling of failure. But that moment also paved the way for the next chapter. Now, I knew I had to get stronger, and both years we had imports playing in my preferred position of the point guard spot, which forced me to adapt my game into a shooting guard. I went back to reserves, doubled down, and put even more individual work, as well as training with the state league guys, to continue to develop and improve to that level. The following year, back-to-back NBL champion Dana Me was brought in as our head coach, and I felt like I had a clean slate to prove myself. Once again, I had a really strong preseason and made what was at that point known as a Premier League team for Woodville. I exceeded all of my own expectations and limiting beliefs and was named the starting shooting guard for the very first game of the season, ironically against Norwood. There were people, including the coach, that believed that I was better than I thought I was. Now, I would love to paint the picture of being the hero in this story, but the truth is it didn't quite go down like that. As much as I waited for this moment to come, I wasn't ready. In fact, the day of that first game, I was a mess. I was so built up with nerves and anxiety that I'd made myself physically sick. This was the amount of pressure that I'd put on myself. Now, I went three for eight shooting that game and it ended up in a tough loss. With X36 and Darren Ng coming back into the side for our round two clash against North Adelaide, I was consequentially sitting at the end of the bench. To add to the chaos of it all, at this point in my life, I was going through some external issues that had also detracted my focus. The environment at my work became quite draining. I'd been going through these emotions of a relationship breakup since late in the preseason. I look back on this now as a test, a test to see how badly I wanted this success. Like a video game, the higher the level, the higher the challenges. The stress I'd put myself under started to impact my body. And about 20 minutes into our second 90-minute training session of the week, I was done. As I was sprinting and went to turn, I felt the tear of my calf muscle. The injury had me out for six to eight weeks and I never came back from it from a physical or a mental standpoint. Now, I played one career game at the semi-professional level. Now, a lot of people ask me if I regret the decision and to be honest, initially I did. But looking back on it now, that decision has led me down a path where I get to help other athletes rise above adversity and become their very best that they can be in a game that they love. From trying different sports at an early age to dedicating my love and time to the sport of basketball, I've seen how much focus we put into physical conditioning, natural talent, and skill set. The fact of the matter is, maximizing athletic potential comes from much more than that. I learned the harsh lesson that our physical ability can only take us so far, and I know that I'm not the only one. The mind dictates what the body is capable of doing. It controls our confidence, our focus, our work ethic, our discipline, our goals, our motivation, the way that we prepare, our habits 
and our ability to perform in pressure moments. But most importantly, it controls the belief that we have within ourselves, that internal voice that tells us to do something or not to do something. It is the mind that trains the body, not the other way around. We can't commit to being great at something unless our mind is ready to take us there. It is the mental game that makes you dominant. And the beauty of this is the mind is just like a muscle. It is developed and built with focus, effort, practice, repetition, and time. So lastly, thank you for tuning into the very first episode of the Confident Athlete Podcast. I hope you found some value that you can take into your own athletic journey. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, I would love to hear from you. Please get in touch at riseaboveadversity.com.au or Rise Above Adversity on most social media platforms. Your feedback is crucial in helping us deliver the content that you want to hear. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing to the Confident Athlete Podcast and leaving a review. It would mean the world and also help us reach more athletes like you. Thank you again for joining me. I look forward to continuing this journey of confidence and mental strength together. Keep an eye out for our next episode where we dive into the role of the mind in peak performance. Until then, keep putting in the work, keep believing in yourself and never underestimate the power of a confident athlete.